Hello, Lara. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Grave Switchers. The podcast that's all about writing horrors wrongs. So we watch a horror movie and we put a little formula to it to see if we can make it any better. So we shoot, recruit and revise. So each week we shoot someone in the film who didn't die but we wish did. We recruit someone from either real life or fictional world to come into the movie to see if they can make it any better. And we revive someone who died but we wish didn't. So that's the formula. Shall we get into it? Yes. So, this week's movie is... Scream, Scream 2. 2. Said in exact unison. <laughs> um, we couldn't be bothered to watch a really intense one. Um, and with the new Scream coming out, yeah. we thought, good time to revisit uh, one of the older ones. So, we, we watched Scream 1... Not that long ago. That's our first episode of the podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to that, feel free to do so. If you're also excited for Scream 2021. What year is it's it? It's 2022. <laughs> well Welcome to the room. <laughs> Scream 2022. But yeah, we, I mean, the first two are the best. Oh, well, okay. First of all, we should say spoilers. Spoilers. For Screams, all the Screams potentially. Apart yeah. from the new one. Yeah. Because we haven't seen it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Scream 2022 safe zone. Yeah. Um, I only... I have seen them all, but I don't remember three or four. So I couldn't comment on these being the best two. I just remember from the first time... From the first time that I watched them and the second time I watched them, I remember the first two being the best. Basically, the reason that we wanted... Well, I think, I think the reason that we watched Scream 2 was because I said to Joe when we watched the trailer for Scream 2022... I said, where's Randy? Yeah. So we've already done our spoiler warning, which is good, because Randy dead. (laughs) Yeah, which is really surprising. I'm surprised. I really thought he made it, so. But he didn't. No, he did not. But did you like Scream 2? And obviously, bear in mind that we watched Scream 1 recently. How do you think compared, and did you like it? I liked Scream 2. Based on what you said straight after, I think you liked it more than I did. Mm. I definitely didn't prepare it to Scream 1. Okay. Um, I liked it. It was good, but it wasn't as good, in my opinion. The deaths weren't as good. The One of my main issues I have with um, Scream 2 is I was thinking about it, and like Neve Campbell, Sydney, she just doesn't have a good time at all in the film. No. Like, as in, she's not up to much. She's surviving. Yeah, and in Scream 1, she's, she's having a good time. When? She, well, she's at part. She, she goes to a party... She sleeps with her boyfriend. She's she just. That did not end well. Yeah, it didn't end well. But at the time, she was having a good time. Mm, I don't know if she was. She was. Uh, people were getting murdered around her. Her mum got murdered like a year before that. Yeah. She was. She was like the cursed protagonist, basically, from the from before the movie started because of what I happened with her mum. I got more of a friendship vibe from her old group of friends, obviously, because they're probably long term friends. So like Tatum, she goes to a sleepover with Tatum. She goes to a big party, like the, the, you know, she's with her boyfriend. She goes to a party in this one as well. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't, not, doesn't, she's not there for very long. Yeah, but in the first party that you're talking about, she nearly dies a lot and her (laughs) friends die. Her best friend dies at the party that you think she had a good time at. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I just, well, basically I noticed because I like her outfit in this film. She's got the brown leather blazer. And I thought, oh, that's nice. 
she's wearing that like the whole film so basically the whole film is in one day and she doesn't do like really good she goes to the library she gets harassed someone tells her she's gonna die then cotton weary harasses her then she gets in a car drives off you know like then she's back at college it just doesn't seem like a good day the, oh, the one good thing she has in the day is the serenading from her boyfriend. Yeah, that's pretty good. She gets a little smile on her face then. Yeah. And, she, and that, she likes being reunited with Dewey. <laughs> yeah. For the first five minutes he's there. Yeah. So the reason I liked it a lot, I just thought it was, I just thought it was funnier than the first one. Funnier for... Dewey is funnier in this. Dewey is really funny in this. Than he is in the first one. He's, he's the best he's, thing. He camps it up even more, which is brilliant. Yeah. And... Um, like the the whole like meta thing of having stab in the movie, anything to do with that is funny as well. Yeah. Watching the flashbacks of it, it's just it's just funny. Yeah, I like the I really like the concept, and Dewey is great. I did really like the film, but I just think I don't like the finale setting very much. I remember like I think thinking like no, oh, this yeah. is the one that ends in the theater, and I just like I find that bore that set boring. Yeah, I do appreciate the, the climax isn't as interesting but I, but also the characters they just don't grow on you in this time as they what am I saying the characters in this they don't grow on you in the same way that the characters in the first one do yeah I just think all the good ones are still in it yeah but yeah I just I do get definitely get it and maybe if I watch the first one again mm. but I just remember when it when it finished I thought yeah that was really good and I laughed quite a lot through yeah. it um and like, some of the scenes are horrifying. Like, the opening scene is horrifying. Yeah, that is really, really good. To be, the like, com- great. completely murdered, like, in broad... Not in broad daylight, because they're, they're in the cinema. Mm-hmm. But basically, for, for those that can't remember it, um, Jada Pinkett Smith's character is in the cinema. Her boyfriend comes back from the toilet, but it's not her boyfriend. It's the murderer who's nicked his jacket. And he just stabs her like seven times in the middle of the theatre as she's like crawling around because it's so it's like carnage in there. Everyone dressed up as the ghost face um, with their fake knives. No one noticed this that she's actually getting stabbed multiple times. And then <laughs> people start to notice they've got blood on them. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's at the front of the stage like dying on on the next to the screen. And it's horrible because all these people have been running around, you know, like with the with the mask on, like stabbing people with their fake knives, like getting jollies on it and then all of a sudden like the re- a real horror comes yeah uh, and it just I imagine <clears throat> like it makes them all feel so stupid you know um, obviously it's not their fault and I'm not saying they can't have a good time watching a horror movie but it's just like it, you know that would make you feel horrible wouldn't it mm-hmm. if you, you're dressing up as that you're running around stab, pretending to stab each other yeah um, they make, they just think it's like fiction. Yeah, but they're actually making light of like real events that happened. Yeah. So I think it's it's a really interesting thing that like, um, like moment and you see like everyone taking off their masks, thinking, oh god, like like, yeah. how have we? Um, obviously, this is a horrible thing that's happened, and, and we've been behaving like this for like all these things that actually happened. On that point, I was one of the reviews I was reading said like. That they, did it. they didn't like it because it didn't make sense like why did the killer kill those two people at the start because they said I don't remember this but they say in Scream 1 all the ki- all the deaths make sense I guess Drew Barrymore's character is like at the school or something there's a reason why they killed her I, I don't, don't really know, know what it, it is really, yeah. but that aside I don't, I don't care about that necessarily but obviously they explain it that like the first three characters that die all have names in common with 
people who died the first time round. Yeah. How did this killer in the cinema know what their names were? And so it just happened to be that this couple, she was called Maureen. Yeah. And his surname was Stevens. Yeah. And one of the people was called Stephen. But how would, how did the killer know that? Yeah. They bought their tickets on the door. They didn't pre-book. No, they got given free tickets, if you remember. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Do you remember? He was like, we didn't pay for these tickets. So that actually, I just thought, I just realised that when you said. Ah. So they got given free tickets. Right. So, okay. That make, that's got, yeah. And, and it makes sense. They go to the same college, so. It could have been from um, Mickey, who's one of the killers, because he works in film yeah. school. So it makes sense how, like, to get free tickets of another film student would yeah. make sense. Um, so, but I'm with you in the fact that even though that bit makes sense, that he knew the, that those two would be there, yeah. how on earth he would know that he was in the cubicle next to him? Yeah, and how would you make it so that... I assumed that was the woman, um, Mrs. Loomis, in the toilet because of the voice. But regardless oh, yeah, maybe. of whichever one it was. They wait, the killer is just hiding in the toilet cubicle and they need him to need the toilet at the exact moment that both the urinals are taken. And to go into the you know yeah. yeah and to put his ear to the wall of the toilet yeah that that bit is a bit far fetched but yeah may, maybe the argument I suppose is that he didn't plan to kill him in the toilet like that right he just was he was following he was in the him toilet. maybe he followed him in the toilet and he went into the cubicle when he saw that there was no room in the urinal right and then he, he yeah like heard him come in and then he is like who was that in there. And then maybe he's like, I know that this is the guy. Yeah. And then and then kills him. Obviously, it's a bit far-fetched, yeah. but... But, you know, it's a movie. I, I suppose the idea is he w- went there to kill him and, you know, it, he didn't necessarily plan. Because I don't think any of these murders are planned. No. Um, you know, stab by stab. <laughs> um, but he managed again. So we've covered quite a lot of the plot there. Yeah. Do you have a... Uh, no, I looked for synopses, but it's basically, it's basically Sydney Prescott, survivor of Scream 1, yeah. is at college. Randy happens to be there with her. She's got exactly the same friendship group set up. Yeah. A new boyfriend, a new couple, and Randy. Yeah. And then the murders happen again. Yeah, and, that, and at the start they're copycat killers, because yeah. they're copying, they're killing people with the with the same-ish names. Mm-hmm. Um and Cotton Weary's out of prison. And Cotton Weary's out of prison. He was the guy who was accused of... Accusing ...in prison for the murder of Sydney's mum in the first film, but then was found to be innocent. Mm. Yeah. Because it was Billy Loomis. Spoiler. Yeah. So it starts off with Copycat Killer, but then it does... But then, you know, as things progress, they have to kill um, other people that they probably didn't plan to, like, like the two police people, the... Yeah. Um, kind of just an on a Yeah, whim. it's got a high death count. Yeah. Um, so shall we do our formula to it? Yes. Let's shoot. Recruit. And revive. Who's going first? I think I'm the first this week. All right, go on then. Because you were first last week. Um, I'm not, I like, <laughs> I can see from when we finish the film that you put more thought into this than me. I think it's also probably evident each week. But that's okay. It's evident each week that I put more thought into it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I just write down, I write down a pet. I just go on instinct. 
You write um, down any dogs that died. <laughs> Did any dogs die? No. No. Um, so... A shoot was actually really hard for me because, like I said, I don't feel like... Whoa, did I say this? I don't feel like I connected with any of the characters, any of the new characters in the same way. Most people died. The ones that didn't die are mostly, like, the originals. I don't want any of them to die. And and the new ones, like, I guess those two sorority girls were meant to be, like, mean girls, but I don't really think they did anything that bad. So I couldn't really warrant killing them. I couldn't really think of anyone. So... I would just like to... Sh- Last time you shoot, you shot an off-screen character. So I thought I could do that. Oh, yeah. And I would like to shoot the person whose idea it was to have a screening of Stab go like that. Yeah. Who so, organised that screening of Stab. Yeah, so Who providing gave, all the outfits. everyone the outfits. Allowing people to be so chaotic. It was just like my worst nightmare of a cinema experience. Yeah. <laughs> When me and Lara go to the cinema, we want absolutely zero noise yeah, and zero like, disruption. I'm not, like, I don't, horror films are one play, are, yeah. are an exception. And I do like a little bit of a rowdy crowd sometimes right. in a, in a horror film. It's like, ooh! Yeah. But not all running around, stabbing each that's other. That's absolutely insane. Like, the, the film had just fully started and everyone was still running around. Being naughty, like, you couldn't concentrate. No. I'd be, I'd be upset. Imagine if we went to see the new screen, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. And the screening was like that. Yeah. And also just terrifying, the mask thing. I guess this is, I mean, this isn't that long ago. It's, you know, bad things have happened in cinemas. And I think that's partly why I don't like horrors as much as I used to, because rightly or wrongly, I feel like the world is a, just a darker place. I don't necessarily think it is, but I... I'm more aware of these things that happen. And and I can't dis... When it's a real... When the content of the film is like a real possible thing, like, well... When it's like not supernatural, sometimes I just think, oh, that could really happen. And I can't disconnect from that. And I can, I can imagine like something bad happening. Yeah. So I don't need a screening where everybody's acting like something bad is happening yeah. already. It's stressful. And obviously it was very stressful and it meant that that horrible murder could happen. Yeah. Which would never have been able to happen in a normal cinema. Well, it might have begun happening, but then it, it would have become pretty apparent very quickly. So in terms of the scene, you, you you found it far... You found it too effective. Yeah. You actually... You know, it, I know it's a horror, but yeah. you, you, it I was do, actually... I think it's a really good scene. Yeah. But mainly my thing is... It tickled you the wrong way, though. But also, I just don't want to go to such a disruptive screening of something that I'd be excited for, horror or not. So, CEO of whoever owns the bloody staff. I think it was a Rialto. A Rialto? Cinema. Oh, uh, it's prob- well, it, but it was, the, it was the movie company that sent all the costumes and everything, apparently. True. So. Them. Shoot them. Okay. Well, you can blame the theatre because they've still put it on. Yeah. Whoever's, I don't know, someone's pulling the strings. The general manager of the Rialto. <laughs> oh, that seems a bit hard. At the Windsor, the closest one to Windsor College in somewhere. It seems uh, obscure. <laughs> <laughs> but I get your reasoning. Yeah, I feel mean. But I can't think of anyone else. Okay, fair enough. I've gone for someone uh, like an actual real character. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to shoot Cotton. He was my second. He was your second, yeah. okay. 
Well, the reason I'm going to shoot Cotton is because I know that he had a hard um, deal because he actually has been in prison for a year for murdering Sydney's mum, which he didn't actually do, so that's very sad. But <laughs> despite that, he's not actually a really nice guy. No, he's not a good He's person. not a redeemable character. And at the end, when Sydney is about to get potentially murdered by Billy's mum, mm. who's the killer in the original movie... He uses it as leverage against Sydney to to get an interview on telly with her, which is pretty crazy, isn't yeah. it? If we're in that situation, or well, I know obviously me and you are much closer than Cotton, <laughs> Cotton in Sydney, but if, if someone you knew was in that situation... Even someone you didn't know. Yeah, even someone you didn't know. <laughs> like, you just do not use that situation no. for leverage. You would just do all you can to yeah. protect the person. But... I mean, obviously, he's got his motives and he's a, he's a movie character. He's got to have something about him. Fair enough, but that's yeah. fine. I didn't hate that he was doing that in the movie, in terms of the movie, but if I'm allowed to shoot someone from the movie, yeah. I'm going to shoot him. Yeah, it shouldn't take a Diane Sawyer interview. No. <clears throat> and also, before that, he's he was, like, b- buggering... Buggering? <laughs> wasn't buggering bugging. <laughs> He was bugging Sydney for the interview quite forcefully... Obviously, she's having a tough time at the minute, and he yeah. didn't seem to care about that. No, he was he he was standing waiting close to her. Yeah, first scene that he was in, when he got introduced to her, I felt really sorry for him because he was a, he thought that they had a yeah actual organised meeting, which wasn't the case. But aside, apart from that, and since then, he was just a dick. Yeah, I agree. So shoot him. Yeah. Bam. You shouldn't have to. It shouldn't. I genuinely thought for one second that he could be going to turn on Sydney. Hmm. And if that thought crosses your mind, then you know they're not a good person. Yeah. But you'd rather shoot the general manager from the outline. <laughs> I just like quiet cinemas. <laughs> okay, so you're going to recruit. Um, okay, so my recruit is someone I have already recruited. Come on, Lara. We're what? bloody nine episodes in. You can't be doing... I'll, and I'll be recruiting them again, and I'm not sorry. <sighs> Go on, then. It makes complete sense. I am recruiting Buffy Summers once again. Don't look at me like that. I think there should be a veto when you're not allowed to do the same That's really unfair. Again. She, no, listen. Because Every, everyone, I'm just going to get Superman in because he'll no, everything. That, it's not what I'm doing. They've already got Sarah Michelle Gellar on set. So it'd be confusing to have no, Buffy No, just make set, Cece no? be Buffy instead. Okay. Convince me. Let's just say, this is it, so we've got... Let's just say this is it. <laughs> you've you've thrown me right that. off now, <laughs> when we feel bad. From my perspective, it's like, Mickey and Mrs. Loomis, they've, they've followed Sydney to uni, or college, whatever you want to call it, and they're like doing copycat killers. The only flaw in this plan is that she'd be called Buffy and not Casey, but putting that aside... It's the same character. She's Buffy's at uni, which she did do. Um, she's joined a sorority, which is not unlikely. Yeah. She's um, the sober sister for the night, which also is probably quite Buffy-esque. Probably been busy patrolling. So she's having some downtime. She gets a freaky phone call. The, the my, Mickey and Mrs. Loomis don't know that the Slayer is on campus, because why would they? So they just turn up and they think they're going to kill her. But she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she kills them? Yeah. Well, or at least doesn't die herself. She definitely gets the better of them. Yeah. 
and then everything is fine. So, and then yeah. only two people have died, which is sad, but it's not the carnage that we see. But I suppose in your world, if you've um, shot the general manager of the Rialto, maybe the screening hasn't gone ahead. <laughs> True. And so you've you've might between it, you might have stopped it all from happening. I don't like seeing Sarah Michelle Gellar looking so scared. It doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I understand. Buffy and it's not fans. right to see her being bettered. We know she's capable of defending herself, so she, I want to see it. Well, you could see even in that chase of her getting, um, like, you know, hunted down by the murderer, that she had her... She is Buffy, you know, like, with her getting thrown through the window and stuff. They wouldn't have necessarily done that with another actress. Yeah, apparently Sarah Michelle Gellar did actually jump off the building. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. You could, like, you, that's what I mean, in that short fight scene yeah she had some you could tell she had some good stuff and then she does her own stunts mm-hmm. um, or at least some of them like just what you know they don't do their research presumably these killers What they might one day bump into someone who could actually yeah get the better of them it would be an interesting and a much shorter movie <laughs> yeah yeah I it, but um, I do think we have to veto no, I'll be recruiting her again. Like, why not? It's different. It's a completely different reason. Okay. Well, my recruit is kind of along the same lines, as in it's I'm recruiting someone to save Sarah Michelle Gellar because we do love her very much and she's Buffy and she's great. But I'm saving her as as her character, Cece. I'm not trying to change her into Buffy before saving her. And my recruit is Kevin Bacon. Not Kevin Bacon from a movie. Actual Kevin Bacon who does the EE adverts. (laughs) Right. Because she got the call and the first thing, you know, she does a little fucking around. But the the, one of the first things she tries to do is leave the house. Yeah. And call campus security. Yeah. But her old shit phone, house phone, can't get signal there. So she ends up going back into the house. If Kevin Bacon was there and he gives her... A mobile phone on the UK's leading network. She's going to be able to call campus security from outside her house. By the way, we don't have an ad deal with. <laughs> we don't have an ad deal with EE or anything. <laughs> that would be amazing if we did. Yeah. Less than hundred followers, but doing ads. Net. But she gets a mobile phone from Kevin Bacon, because he always has one. In 1997. You can recruit someone from the future, Lara. Okay. And give him, give her a phone, and then she's going to call campus security. She doesn't have to go back inside, and she's going to survive. I did. I was thinking at the time, actually. Yeah, wouldn't it be good if she had a mobile phone? Yeah, if she had a mobile, she'd be she'd be alive. But then also another good point you made during the film was that her reasoning was that she stayed at home because she's sober sister. She's meant to be there to give anyone a ride who needs it from the party. But then they cut to the party scene. And everyone's like, oh, something's happened down at that house. And they go, like, <laughs> out the door and around the corner and the house is there. So I, she didn't really need to ring campus security. She could have just run to this party. So I, I thought I thought that when we watched the movie, I thought she's staying home as, as, as sober sister because people are at a party. But, and she was like, I need to stay sober in case someone needs a ride home. But the, the other house is opposite the street. It's a house opposite the street, so no one would need a ride home because you'd mm-hmm. just walk there in two minutes. Yeah. But what I realised was, 
it's not the same party. Because she said um, it's like a, a mixer somewhere else with like this, this other people. Yeah, but I... Okay, that, that could very well be the case. But I thought she said that they were co-hosting a mixer. Yeah. So anyway, but regardless, there are houses down the road. Yeah, so regardless of where the party is, I mean, if it's across the road, she doesn't need to be giving anyone a fucking lift home. <laughs> Literally just shout, come home, and they'll hear you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. She doesn't need to call campus security. Just run across the road. Because all the houses are, like, in the same little... Yeah. On these streets. And I say, guys, there's someone work. in my house. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so you want Kevin Bacon and a mobile phone. Yeah. You're basically recruiting a phone, but you're doing it via Kevin Bacon. Yeah, because they need to recruit someone. Yeah. I had other options that were more extravagant, but I thought, oh, no, I'm going to save them for another time, because <laughs> I don't want to recruit the same person more than once, and I don't think I'm going to recruit Kevin Bacon from EE again. But I didn't know the rules that we could just recruit the same people every week. <laughs> you have reason, and I think I have reason. Not just... Th- Buffy, yes, she could solve every single film we ever see. But she's not always the one we go for. But this one, she, she's in the film. As you can see, I'm not convinced. <laughs> we'll find it out later. Okay, so who are we going to revive? Okay, my revive, as much as I love Sarah Michelle Gellar, it's Randy. My revive is also Randy. I love Randy. Mm. I'm sad to see him go so soon. I think he's a really important character in the franchise. That's the I, really. I don't really have any other reasons. Yeah, I agree. He's he, a, he's a really entertaining character. Yeah. He's a really good character. He's funny. Him and Dewey talking is like was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't. I, maybe he wanted out. I don't know. But if I was writing the movie and I had got this Randy, um, <laughs> <laughs> not if I'd have got this Randy. If I'd have written <laughs> Randy. I wouldn't want to kill him off because I'd want to keep him in. Yeah. He needs to explain the format. Yeah, you? exactly. He's the one that explains like... How are they going to know what happens in the third movie? <laughs> well, you obviously don't remember it. No, I don't. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not not in it. That's what I'm going to say. But... How exciting. Um, but he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a shame that he gets killed. Yeah, he's just a good character. But I guess... The reason why you, someone's... if It would have been quite... Yeah, they it, can't all keep surviving. Yeah, you would have felt like they all got off a bit unscathed if literally none of the main characters ended yeah. up dying again. His death was also quite like unceremonious. You didn't see it. Not that I want to see him yeah. being stabbed to pieces, but I think if I was the actor, I'd want a big death scene. Yeah. But alas... Apparently Jada Pinkett... Well, she was Jada Pinkett then. Jada Pinkett Smith wanted... Um, to, be, to have like the biggest, most horrible death scene ever. She asked for that. She probably got it. Yeah, she did get it, I think. Yeah. Drew Bar- I think Drew Barrymore's one is still worse because of the setting. Well, her like scream for mum and dad. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. But this was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. But yeah, okay, so he's going to be revived then. That's good. Well done, Randy. So, shall we do some reviews? No, first we have to fight it out. Oh, okay. So, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to give you Cotton because I did have him on my list. Okay, yeah. And it makes it less harsh. Yeah, okay. Recruit. Oh, I do think that Buffy is a better recruit than a mobile phone. 
I just can't give it to you because you, you already use really Buffy. Unfair. I just don't think we... It's a completely different context. I just think... It's not that I don't agree with your points, but I just think... You're just being really petty. you gotta, you, you got to be get deducted points for originality. I'm sorry. Because you could just have the same person every week. Yeah, but I'm not. That's obviously we're not watching, what's happening. We're going to watch loads of slasher movies that are set in high school and colleges but where Buffy why, would reign. But that's not why. She's, she's literally in the film. You're recruiting her because Sarah Michelle Gellar is in the movie. Yeah. But then that's... You're actually... I don't even know if it's allowed because you're not just recruiting her. You're deleting a character. Oh, my goodness. Fine. Do you know what I mean? I don't agree. It's shoot, recruit, revive, not shoot, replace, revive. <laughs> so you're replacing, not recruiting, you see? Ugh. Come on, that's true, isn't it? Are you recruiting or are you replacing? Fine, whatever, but you're, I don't think your recruit's very good this week, so. Now that's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I hate those adverts. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still there. I'm, I want to protect Sarah Michelle Gellar with you. Yeah, Fine. It's not, it's not my best recruit, but still one. And Revive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Revive. Well, Randy, fine. We okay. agreed on something. So you got any good reviews? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, obviously, I really like the movie, so I was trying to find reviews to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. This one didn't. Uh, it's one out of ten. It's Complete Shat <laughs> is the title. Warning, tiny spoilers ahead. Avoid reading if you haven't seen this movie. Tiny spoilers? Don't they? Yeah, tiny spoilers. Oh. Just tiny spoilers. I watched this on TV and contemplated... I mean, this this is the right bring down on the makers of Scream 2. I watched this on TV and contemplated picking up the remote control and switching channels. <laughs> what a burn. Wow. Have you ever seen a more dramatic opening? The second death was so utterly stupid and unshocking it was in brackets, probably unintentionally, funny. What? Yeah. The second death? Yeah. They didn't like it. Jada Pinkett? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't seem like they've understood it either. I mean, who gets stabbed in the back and then wanders up on stage to die dramatically in front of an unbelievable audience of young adults (laughs) acting worse than a classroom full of eight-year-old spoiled brats? I mean, I don't... Yeah, there's carnage going on. It's believable. It's not, a, it's not a realistic movie, on the whole, but that I thought that was quite a believable and horrific scene. Horrific scene. <laughs> However, I sat there and hoped it would improve since I'd seen the first movie and it was okay. It didn't. This load of shat was boring, predictable, not all funny, although it tried to be. Nearly every character was killed off like fodder in a war zone, yet this is suburban Beverly Hills campus, or wherever the heck it was. When the next character bit the dust, and the next, I didn't care at all. The story was so lame and laughable, a mere dumb excuse to kill people and a sea of ton of blood splashing all over the place. But a movie about another book slash movie called Stab? How original a name is that? I mean, obviously that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's why it's that funny. original. <laughs> yeah. The ending was utter tripe, but I won't delve into that. The killer's reason for the blah blah, blah blah, was just plain dumb, but I shall leave you with that to deal with. Abysmal rubbish. Boo. And this one. First of all, I have a question for the fans of Scream series. Why do you like this boring, unoriginal as hell, less than mediocre part of Donkey Dong? Donkey Dong. You call this a horror movie? The only horror about this is that it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And that flicks like this spawn their copycats. 
just the way they spawn themselves, right out of the monotonous teenager slashing stupidity of Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the like. They obviously don't like horror movies. Pardon me for blaspheming. <laughs> I know these are true classics to many, but let's face it, folks, sod punctuation there, What's frightening about a movie where there are no surprises to speak of, no originality, no real suspense, just one stereotype after another. We have seen it before, more than 20 years ago. It was fresher then. Now it's like a fish slowly rotting away on a fish market, one week after it's been pulled out of the water. Wow, how yummy. Wes Craven is a true genius. He found out a way to make big bucks by selling something that's been sold more times than Viagra. Okay. <laughs> The story is ridiculous, the conclusion barely makes sense, and the first scene of theatre, boy what a farce. A girl, fatally stabbed with a knife through a dashboard. <laughs> These serial killers must be doing a lot of work out. Through a what? A dashboard. <laughs> no idea. Dashboard is in the car. Yeah. But anyway, they think that a girl was fatally stabbed with a knife through a dashboard. Okay. Crawls out of the lavatory. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crawls out of the lavatory, bleeding like a pig, stumbles through the crowded theatre just to scream her last scream right in front of the movie None screen. Of that I know. <laughs> they've, mer- they've merged two kill- yeah. t- kills together there. She doesn't scream like a pig. She doesn't. Does she? Maybe she does. I mean, I agree with the person. If the person had been stabbed in the lavatory and then. Crawled back into the screen. Crawled back to the front of the screen. But they didn't. Dead. Yeah. She got stabbed like four rows back and she walked to the front because she, yeah. she was trying, trying to call to for attention. help. Yeah. Anyway, stumbles through the crowded theatre just to scream her last scream right in front of the movie screen and then drop dead. Instead of searching for help, it's a straightforward comedy. No need for a parody because that's what the whole movie already is. Someone's killing teenagers, really? Oh no. <laughs> he stalks them, calls them on a the phone using a voice modulator, mask, with a big knife. How original, how new, never seen before. All the teenagers are pretty and sexy. Well, another surprise. In other slashers, they all usually look like Quasimodos. As far as I'm concerned, this is not horror. This is pure commercial exploitation of the horror genre in the most shallow, dumb, farcical and materialistic manner. I wish movies like this never existed, period. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> They obviously didn't watch it that recently if they merged those two deaths together. Yeah, and also they're saying we've seen it all before, but you're talking about the film that it's part two, like it's number two. It's what? It's a sequel of Scream. It is. So they're saying they've seen it all before, but they saw it all before in Scream. But the whole idea of the movie is that it is taking the piss out of everything that has come before. Yeah. So if it wasn't like all their movies, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. If it came if it came with a really fresh original idea and started parodying it already, it'd be very confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this So my review makes about as much sense as that review. This one just... I don't know. It's, something interested me about the way this person writes and some of their descriptions of things. So it's a five-star review, because I just couldn't really... I was just having a look through all the reviews. It says, This time we have a new movie opening up, appropriately titled Stab. A hot and happening college couple are out on a date to inspect it. How old is this person? <laughs> I don't know. Hot From the happening. deep south. Hot and happening. Uh, a hot and happening college couple are out on a date to inspect it, or rather he is... She should be back in the dorm studying. <laughs> it's sexist, isn't it? 
I don't think she said anything. She wanted to go watch a Drew Barrymore film, didn't she? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, sorry. Yeah. She didn't want to go home and study. Women belong in the dorm room studying. <laughs> Only men should go out and have fun. And then they say, at any rate, trouble ensues when the... <laughs> this description. At any rate, trouble ensues when the culture-oriented colleagues become the hot topic of the following morning news. What? <laughs> they say... They call this, they, they're describing the hot and happening couple yeah. as cu- a cu- culture-oriented colleagues. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, the use of language is very interesting. So, at any rate, trouble ensues when the culture-oriented colleagues become the hot topic of the, new, of the following morning news. Yes, a second killer is here. And Sydney Prescott, Neve Campbell, cannot help but feel that somehow it is all her fault. If this is incorrect, then Campbell gives off the wrong signals all throughout the film. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that she does think it's all her fault. <laughs> but I love how they back that up. They're like, yeah. if this isn't right, then she's doing, she's acting wrong. Yeah. Campbell gives off all the wrong <laughs> it's signals. It's her acting, not my interpretation. <laughs> and they say, anyway, the public media creates a frenzy at a nice little college where Campbell and Kennedy from the first now reside. Guess who else is back? Gail Weathers. Yes, the convenient stab franchise is based on none other than the Scream original itself. How very? How very? How very? How very? Exclamation point and then in brackets. Or not. <laughs> How very or not? Um, David Arquette also comes back as the laid-back, humble cop Dewey. We get to see more of Kennedy's ramblings about supposed pop culture sequels such as Aliens. <laughs> By the way, pretty sure it's Dewey. Dewey. Yeah. Yeah, is that my my pronunciation? (laughs) You said Dewey. Dewey. (laughs) It says D-E-W-E-W. Yeah, I know how you spell it. Dewey. Dewey. He's Dewey. Dewey. Okay, fine, Dewey. Dewey, he's not wet grass in the morning. (laughs) Okay. We get to see more of Kennedy's ramblings about supposed pop culture sequels such as Aliens. We also receive information about slasher movies located at a college (laughs) campus. We learn of House on Sorority Row, the dorm that dripped blood, even a little bit about showgirls. How fun! <laughs> In any case, bloodbaths return, as well as more predictability and that lingo issue Williamson had with the first one. I think he's got a bloody lingo issue. As <laughs> <laughs> they say, Arquette, Campbell, and Cox are well on target, keeping their characters up to par with the original formality they began with. <laughs> Kennedy's Randy is more intellectual and given the treatment of a saint, and for what? All he does is sit side, <laughs> sit side, and give his own commentary about sequels and trilogies. How original, right? Perhaps if he was not such a film geek before, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> what? Perhaps if he wasn't a film geek, what? <laughs> Perhaps if he was not such a film geek before, dot, dot, dot. Other cast members are fun to watch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like this person's like used a thesaurus yeah, in every word. Exactly, exactly. And it just ended up being very confusing. Jerry O'Connell, Timothy Oliphant and Rebecca Gayhart are nice and steady. A real joke <laughs> <laughs> A real joker about this is the disgustingly goofy way that Sarah Michelle Geller has a big part as a typical sorority girl on campus. Please, it was enough and I know what you did last summer. Also written by Williamson. But I remember finding that she... 
out that she was in this after Summer and thinking it was pretty ridiculous. There is, however, a performance that stands out major from the rest of the cast, and that award <laughs> for best stands act- out major. <laughs> that award, and the award for best actor slash actress in this instalment goes to Laurie Metcalf for a great comeback into film, as well as all the little manifestations she creates. Yeah, she's really <laughs> steady in this. Who is that? Uh, the Billy's mum. Oh. A great comeback into film. And then they say, the writing is slightly better than the original, and obviously so, as the first one was the starting point for all this madness and violence. The issue... Oh. <laughs> How, why is it obviously better if the first one started it all? This person's off their rocker. The issue of extreme language and convenient movie knowledge is still present. <laughs> Only this time... Convenient movie knowledge. <laughs> Randy's just really into horror films. Yeah. Oh, isn't that convenient? <laughs> The issue of extreme language and convenient movie knowledge still present, only this time we have a full class from a film studies where everyone is just like Kennedy's Randy. Williamson's is too enthralled to slow the pace, and thusly the story is quick and sharp, if sometimes repetitive and lacking. I suppose it is likely that Williamson reached a certain status of narcissism with the success of the first film. It's all too fake by the end. Some of the dialogue is just as hammy as Thanksgiving dinner, albeit entertaining. Wes Craven gives his usual storytelling in genius fashion, but the impact on pop culture is still all too shocking to believe. We still have the same direction as the first, with no real end of the tunnel. New backstories and twists may come off as new direction for the story, but for the most part, it just says the same old thing over and over again. Maybe by Scream 3... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Maybe by Scream 3 what? People... Dot, dot, dot isn't... I can't be asked to finish my sentence. <laughs> dot, dot, dot is... Break before you tell us what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Huh, oh, that's funny. You got another yeah, one? Yeah, I like that reviewer. The only other one I've got is just... <laughs> it's just this one. It's a four-star review. They say, okay, movie. Out of ten. Four out of ten, sorry. And they say, okay, movie. And it's from Tennis Tom 5. Wow. I saw this movie with four friends and the five of us got sick after the movie. <laughs> the popcorn made us sick. The movie was okay, and it was too much blood, and it d- I did get tired of it too. I was thinking, okay, maybe I should give this movie a thumb down. <laughs> but in ending it, made me happy. About But in ending, in the end, it made me happy. But, <laughs> but in ending it, made me happy. And I had a lot of thoughts of it, and I just made up my mind to give this movie a thumb up. For just being good. It doesn't sound like they did make up their mind. <laughs> Oh, let me, I just don't wait, let me see. The movie was okay, but it was, and it was too much blood, and I did get tired of it too. I was thinking, okay, maybe I should give this movie a thumb down. But in ending it, made me happy. And I had a lot of thoughts about it, and I made up my mind, and I, gave, I give this movie a thumb up for just being good. And talk to you soon, everyone. Oh, nice. <laughs> I feel like they're, standing, they're literally standing there with their thumb going up and down, going, oh God, me not know what to do. <laughs> They're like, the popcorn may be sick, yeah. but the movie, and I don't really understand, but I do wonder how popcorn can make you sick. Do you? You've eaten a lot of popcorn any time. Yeah, but fate made five people sick. It must have been oh, maybe, dodgy popcorn. Yeah, maybe bad popcorn. But that's a worry for me, because I love popcorn. If they all ate a large, they'd all feel sick. I don't feel, I don't usually feel sick after I eat popcorn. If you ate how large on your own, you would? No. 
Well, I have seen you leave the cinema and go, I feel sicky. <laughs> and I look and you've got an empty bag of humongous popcorn. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> One out of ten. More nastiness. The beginning with Will Smith's missus getting butchered is not nice. Oh, that's such an annoying description. Yeah. <laughs> you can just hear the same. You can just hear the person writing there, can't you? The beginning with Will Smith's missus getting butchered is not a nice. And this film is hip. Shows... A how sick America has become. Shows More what? A how... <laughs> a how sick America has become. More of the same stabbing rubbish. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Glar. <laughs> isn't it? Sarah Michelle Glar. Isn't it? How have they actually written that, weirdly? Sarah Michelle Glar, they've written. How do you spell Sarah Michelle Glar? <laughs> Sarah? How do you think you spell Sarah? <laughs> I don't know. S R A H. Sarah. Right. Sarah. Michelle. Glar. How do you spell Glar? G L A R. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Glar, isn't it? The Omniworth Watootin bit. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Glar, isn't it? The Omniworth Watootin bit. Screen 3 was better. Probably because I can't remember it. <laughs> Is that the end of it? Yeah. Can I see that sentence that you were Yeah. There you go. The only word I The only word I That's funny. Yeah, that was a good one. One out of ten. Better than the first part. Oh, I fucked it. <laughs> I ignore I said that. Better than the first part. Well, Scream 2 is much better than the first part. Maybe it's because I watched the first part on video and the second part of the cinema, but I'm just 14 and I almost started to cry at the beginning of the film when the killer is running around the woman in the th- movie theatre. It's so scary too when Sydney and her friend are in the car with a killer and try to go out of it. The movie is really great and full of suspense. One out of ten. I do agree. The bit in the car is tense, isn't it? So tense. We haven't spoken about that yet. Yeah. So the killer is knocked out unconscious in front of the car. They've had an it's accident. a cop car as well. A cop car. They can't get out the back because it's a cop car. Sydney and her friend. Sydney and her friend. But some pole has impaled a cop and the, the windscreen and the kind of like uh, protective cage bit that goes into the back. So they are able to start ripping that off. But they can't go out on the passenger side because it's blocked in. So they have to crawl over the killer yeah. and crawl out the window. It's bloody tense, isn't it? It was bloody tense. Yeah. But I really do think that she made a massive error by just by running away. But she went to... back, yeah. Yeah, but she should have. Her, her friend was like, hurry up. Oh, there's my socks. <laughs> she sent me around the house looking for them. Why are they there? Probably because you put them there. <laughs> socks should not be on the table. Um, Tell yourself. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? So she, so she ran away. Yeah. That made me suspect her friend because her friend was like, "Oh no, don't unmask him!" Like, obviously, unmask him or them. Obviously, you would. I don't. And I you'd don't probably think... kill them. You wouldn't just run away. I, I mean, don't think unmask them in the car when they're trying to get out. No, after when she when she's out. And when they're both out. Yeah. 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 But. I mean, they'd only gone a few steps. She's like, I've got to go back. Um, so I do kind of get it. Mm. 
Um, I mean, the killer must have probably been awake anyway, so it wouldn't have ended well. Yeah. But I did. It did. It was good because it did. I had forgotten who the killers were, and it did. I like suspected everyone along the way. Yeah, you're like always oh, them, always them. <laughs> I didn't suspect the no, journalist woman, which seems silly because why else would she be in it? Yeah, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't yeah. it? So this one, <clears throat> one out of ten. It was put on the wrong shelf. I was spending a Friday night with his six-year-old niece. And we decided we wanted to rent something from Blockbuster. She picked Matilda. <laughs> we both felt cheated. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the review. You've got to put, we've got to solve that one ourselves. Well, I think that her and her six-year-old niece. So they both sat through the whole of Scream Two, and at the end thought. I feel cheated by this. That's so funny. <laughs> Interesting about that is that apparently I looked, I love the trivia section of IMDb, and somebody said that the frat, the, no, the sorority house where Sarah Michelle Gellar was thrown off the balcony, is the same house as Miss Trunchbull's house in Matilda. Which is weird because I do not think they look the same. Um, Maybe it's but... not a true fact, but if it is, well, I can. It's hard because I imagine I'm when I'm, I'm seeing the Miss Trunchbull's house, I'm seeing it as Miss Money Penny's, like looking through the bush Miss at it. Miss Money Penny. What's the name? <laughs> Miss Honey. Miss Honey Penny, whatever. No, Miss <laughs> Honey. Miss Honey, yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird if Miss Money Penny. This it? is Miss Trunchbull's house. Oh yeah, it is the same. Yeah. yeah. So that's funny, isn't it? Oh, it makes sense. Well, they were obviously made close together. So maybe that's why it got put on the wrong shelf. <laughs> it got put on the wrong shelf because they're like they looked at the back <laughs> and they saw a picture of a house and they're like I think that's Miss Trunchbull's house <laughs> I'll put it in there but also if you did rent that there's many many stages from it being the wrong shelf to watching the entire movie that you could have stopped it yeah but anyway me and my friend once um, you know how I love horrors at sleepovers I've got a friend you know, you know this friend very well um, one of our friends is really scared or was always really scared of horror films I think she's the one I watched The Exorcist with but we wanted to watch a horror but we didn't we, we used to go to home view every weekend and get a video out and uh, we got The Ring the Japanese version and um, but we told her it was made in Manhattan <laughs> very good and we literally did like she didn't we didn't tell her the truth until well, we didn't ever tell her the truth. She just figured it out. But surely quickly. <laughs> yeah, very and, quickly. Yeah. Um, and she was really upset. I was like, I felt really bad. She was like, when the hell are J- when is J-Lo coming? <laughs> and then me and her had to sleep on the floor of this, in this bedroom, right next to the TV. Yeah. And it was pretty freaky. We should watch The Ring. We should definitely watch yeah. The Ring. Yeah. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Right, last one. One out of ten. God, well, this was crap. Okay. So anyone who says this, that this movie was even slightly good, they are full of crap. Bad acting, that's all I will say. It was just bad acting. The first one was good, real good, but this one just sucked. They plot was just dumb. Revenge, talk about dull. We never even met Billy's mum in the first movie. We all knew that yeah, she... That would have been a massive spoiler if we yeah. had. <laughs> It'd be like, um, guys, can no one see that that reporter is clearly Billy's mum? <laughs> But this is quite a good point. We all knew that she never cared about him. Why would she need to avenge his death? Wow. 
This was just bad. I also hate how Randy did not get Sid. He survived the first time. He should not. He should have got her. I feel like this is a like geeky guy that. Yeah, like what? Just because he's still alive mm. doesn't mean she has to go out with him. Yeah, just because he's a friend, dude, doesn't <laughs> mean she has to go out with him. Wait, um, but hold on. What's the point about his mum not caring about him? Well, I'm pretty sure something about in the first one, like Billy talk. Doesn't he talk about his mum? Like, like she left him or something. Yeah. And so, like, she... Yeah, he's like, I know how you feel. Your mum's dead and my mum left. Yeah, exactly. My mum left. So... Yeah, that is true. But she left, but she now is avenging his death. Mm. Or aveng, as this guy says. (laughs) So that is a good point. But um, I feel like he's just... He's probably just wish... You know, he he obviously is a Randy. And there's a Sid... Um, <laughs> he's got a sit and it's not working out and, and he's he thinks gonna... God even if I survive a massive attempted serial murder mm. I still might not get the girl so and he's like oh fuck I'm going to take my um, frustration out and scream too <laughs> overall I would not waste your time watching this bad bad movie I'm not even sure why I wasted my time watching it I think Randy is the best in the movie seagulls always suck seagulls I think he means sequels <laughs> <laughs> But he says, seagulls always suck. <laughs> there is never one as good as the first. <laughs> Billy and Stu were the ones that could kill right. Yeah. They should have left it at that. <laughs> Two out of five found it helpful. <laughs> seagulls are the worst, though. Yeah. Actual But And another thing. Seagulls suck. <laughs> okay, so that's screen two. Yeah. We we should we will do Scream Three. Yeah, that's it. So this is we're at a bit of a conundrum now because I will Scream Twenty Twenty Two is coming out pretty soon. I yeah. want to watch. I want to try and watch Three and Four before. We obviously haven't got time to do episodes on them, mm-hmm. but maybe we should just watch them anyway. Yeah, we could watch them. Busman's Holiday. Busman's Holiday. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> that's a saying. It's like if you are like, uh, what is it like if you're. If you're a ballerina and you go and watch the ballet, it's a busman's holiday. You're like you're going. You're going to do what your job as a hobby, as outside of your job time. Yeah, but like you're not doing your job. You're just gonna enjoy your job. What's a better example? Uh, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the idea? A bus like he goes. And oh, rides I'm the bus. googling it. He goes and rides the bus on his day off. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Busman's holiday. You've always got loads of like sayings. And my mum. It's my mum. She loves them. You like oh, you've had other ones like uh, Christ on a bicycle. Yeah, Christ on a bicycle. Um, and time for bed, said somebody. Who's who's that when he's at home? <laughs> that was one. I was like, what the bloody hell does that mean? That's a real one. Hol- a holiday or form of recreation that involves doing the same thing one does at work. A fire crew's Christmas outing turned into a busman's holiday when their coach caught fire. <laughs> I don't think that's the same. <laughs> no, it's not the same as the ballerina going to the ballet. <laughs> yeah. But that it's a bad example. <laughs> right, it's like, it's like a doctor. I went on holiday, and like some people started dying around me. I was treating them. <laughs> busman's holiday. <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah, they they say that the idea behind it is that if a busman wanted to go on vacation, he most likely had to take a bus. I don't think it is most likely. Well, that's probably that's in that's in in the eighteen forties. Oh right, okay, I see. <laughs> so I'm just thinking. I'm just imagining a busman. <laughs> A busman's going on... A busman. <laughs> a bus driver. A bus driver. 
<laughs> a bus driver is going on holiday and they've done the flight and they get they arrive in the airport in Spain and they get on that bus to transfer <laughs> from the plane to the airport and he just looks at his wife and he goes busman's holiday isn't it <laughs> apparently this is a busman is like when a bus was powered by horses like a horse and cart that so a, a, a man who drives a horse and cart yeah. for a living when he wants to go anywhere he has to take a horse and cart yeah so that's a busman's holiday okay but can I just say the action that you just did for a man driving a horse and cart was skipping <laughs> no it's like it's the rain no, you were doing them outside your arms and you are doing the skipping you weren't doing like whipping the horses you were doing ring well, ring roses I would whip a horse so no I'm just yeah. You're doing you're doing ring a ring of roses. <laughs> but anyway, but I think we should probably if we're gonna watch Screen Three and Screen Four, we probably should do a podcast about them. It might not come out before the the new screen. Right, I see what you're saying. But we yeah. could watch the new screen, do that, and then just do the other two. Why the hell not? Maybe. It's a it's a time where people are probably gonna be wanting to talk about it and listen about it. I wanna see the other two. Yeah. We just have to find the time. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. Now? Right now. You want to go watch one? Yeah. All right then. Bye everyone. We're <laughs> going to watch a movie. Um, before you go, come, before we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm just, you're just going to stay and talk to yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, um, so what I would, I would really like people to let us know on Instagram, at Grove Switches Podcast, if I'm, I'm allowed to have Sarah Michelle Geller, I mean, Buffy, again. Let me know. I'll do a poll. I didn't do a poll yet for the last one, but we'll do it. So, yeah, please let me know on Instagram if you think it's allowed that I have Buffy. And please also let her know if you don't think it's allowed. Yeah, all opinions are welcome. Uh, our Instagram is at Podcast, and you can let us know your own shoot, recruit, revives. Yeah, what would you guys have done differently? We all know. I would like to know because I think ours were a little bit weak this week. So, yeah, who's got a better one? Someone's got a better recruit out there. Who is it? Tell us. Look at you, mums, brothers, as in like both of our mums and both of our brothers, because <laughs> they're the only people that listen to the podcast. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Let us know. All right, everyone. Bye. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.